Knock, knock. Who's there? Broken pencil. Broken pencil who? Never mind, it's pointless. Oh, man. <laughs> that is just... Hold on, I got one. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Unsharpened pencil. Unsharpened pencil who? Don't worry, it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, I got another one. It's, that was really similar to the one that I just said. Yeah, no, but it's totally different. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Stick of chalk. Stick of chalk who? Don't worry, it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, take that one. That, does, that doesn't make any sense. Hold on, I got another one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, arrow with a marshmallow tip. I, I get the feeling like... No, gonna, just reply. But I get the feeling that you're going to say I said knock, that, knock, reply. I just... I Can I at least say how I feel? Would you just damn <laughs> reply already? I forget what it was now. Who's there? All right, let's start it again. Knock, knock. Who's there? Arrow with a marshmallow tip. Arrow with a marshmallow tip who? Don't worry, it's pointless. Knock, knock. I, I, I think we've had enough. Knock, I knock. Think, I think it's time to start the podcast. One more. Knock, knock. Who's there? Butter knife. Butter knife who? Don't worry, it's pointless. Welcome to the Full Spectrum Warrior podcast. So I am your host, James. Uh, I'm here with the knock, knock joke extraordinaire, Rich. Uh, Rich... What the hell have we been up to lately? Dude, it's good to be back in Florida. We've been on the road now for a couple weeks. <laughs> Obviously, I think we're going a little bit delirious and nuts. Uh, you know, spending time with you will well, always do that. Well, you didn't just drive 5,000 miles round trip to Vegas either. So. No, because I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what planes are for. Yeah. So we've been out to Vegas. We went to the uh, the canine cop, uh, the, the canine police conference and um, was a guest speaker there, did two different talks at, at the event. Live demonstrations. Live, some live demonstrations with bite work and stuff like that for the, for the police. It was a really good event. We had a booth there for Homefront Canine, got to promote the charity, mm-hmm. and uh, got a lot of positive feedback um, from that standpoint. And then uh, from there, headed out to Mississippi, spent a week there working with their SRT teams, um, and uh, doing some joint training efforts between the SRT team, uh, local SWAT teams, and then different local police departments and uh, the school safety officers so that if something happens, when all of these different groups come together, it's not like a, a total crap show because they've never met each other or worked together before. So we're yeah. doing a lot of joint agency and joint department training and uh, getting these guys all tuned up so that if uh, an event happens that need to respond to, they can be more effective. So that was awesome. It was really cool to see these guys um, make some major headway in a very short amount of time. And, and uh, you know, it's very um, rewarding to, to see that these guys are much better prepared now. So, yeah, it's just been a, it's been a wild couple weeks and um, it's just good to be back here in Florida. Yeah, I know. On um, you've had a really hectic schedule. I've I've been driving all over the United States, so it's been a little rough. So sorry, guys, that that it's been a few weeks since we've posted a podcast. Um, we're gonna get back to it now. Um, we're trying to get this set up in a way that it's it's easier to do on the road, so that when we do these traveling things, that we can also do it like from the hotel room and stuff. We just were so the the canine police expo was so 
so much going on in such yeah. a little bit of a little amount of time, we just weren't able to do it. Yeah, and then um, well, we had the we did we did do a podcast. I did do a bot podcast with um, the Man of War. Yeah, the Man of War podcast. So yeah. how did that go? It went good. So uh, Rafa invited me onto his show, which was an honor, and um, you know we just basically spoke about. Um, you know, the mindset and all that kind of stuff from a warrior's perspective of balancing a warrior lifestyle with a peaceful lifestyle and, and you know, coming out of the military, be, being an entrepreneur, you know, leadership. There was a whole bunch of stuff that that we uh, spoke on. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's uh, the Man of, Man of War podcast.live, I believe. Uh, so, right? so you can, of course, they broadcast their stuff on itunes and everything just like everybody else yeah so you can search man of war uh podcast or the website is www.manofwar.live yeah. l-i-v-e yeah so he's got a lot of great he's got a lot of great uh people that he's had on the on his podcast you know he's got a, a all-star lineup of military veterans and law enforcement officers and stuff like that so really really cool uh really cool information there and it's similar to the leadership side of Full Spectrum Warrior, you know, so... Yeah, so, you know, take a listen, check it out. It was a really good podcast. But yeah, one of the things that, that he was asking about was <clears throat> how do you parlay the military experience into the business world or entrepreneurship? And, you know, what, what I wanted to talk with you guys today about on that was essentially how do you choose your team? You know what I mean? We didn't really get into detail on this with uh, Rafa on Man of War uh, just because of time's sake. We were talking about so many different things. But if we were to take one of those topics and just focus on it for a minute, you know, choosing your team is uh, a huge – it will play huge dividends long run, good or bad, uh, depending on how you work that, you know. So – if we go to a standpoint of where you, where you, um, I don't know, in the military. So let's go back, you know, because it's a military basis of this. If I go back to when we were in the SEAL teams, right? They usually look at the guys and they go, "Who's the biggest dudes?" And those are the guys who are the sixty gunners. Yeah, right. Yeah, the biggest guy always carries all the ammo and the biggest gun. <laughs> yeah, and why? Why would you choose that? Well, because it's a lot of weight. Because you got all the extra ammo and, and everything. It's it's a heavy rifle. Like the 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 sixty gun. The sixty's heavy. Yeah. I mean. So if the sixty's heavy and the equipment's heavy, why would I choose the big dude for that gun? Because they you visually you feel like they can carry more weight. Okay. Yeah. So when so you look at that sense. dude, you're like that big dude is definitely going to be able to hump around more weight than the smaller guy. Yeah. So that's a smart decision. Yeah. On, on face level, you know, looking face at value, this, yeah. face value, you go, okay, that guy's huge. This gun's really heavy. He should have this gun, yeah. right? And then that guy will be more likely to carry that weight, right, than taking the smallest guy and giving him the heaviest, yeah. you know, gun. Likewise, a point man, like my position, is usually the smaller guy. Yeah, you're quick, agile... Yeah, so yeah. I'm the one who's crawling up the rocks and, you know, climbing the tunnel over rat. shit. The tunnel rat, <laughs> the first to go through the porthole, the first on the staircase to go up the ladder, whatever, because I'm I'm more agile. Yeah. Right? You're the tip of the spear. You're the tip of the tip <laughs> of the, the spear. I'm the, yeah, the tiny tip. <laughs> You're the tiny tip. <laughs> so 
but in 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 regards to this we go okay who's the best suited for the job if we took the big dude and put him in that position and he's trying to climb over all this stuff and everything like that and then you got the smallest dude carrying all the weight it doesn't make sense yeah then you get frustrated at the little dude who's trying to carry the heavy stuff and you're like, hey, dude, quit being a bitch, suck it up, or whatever. And meanwhile, you're trying to take the big guy and be like, hey, man, get your fat ass over, whatever. You know, hurry up. Move climb. your ass. You're blocking the way. Yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Plus, they, cho- they choose a smaller guy to go first because that way, if you get shot, it's easier to pull you out of the way than that big fucker. So I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but literally, no, I'm harder to shoot. <laughs> you're a smaller I just, target. <laughs> I stand sideways, and, and you better have your A game going. You know what I mean? So anyway, when we go when we go back into the business world or you know um, just your personal life, if we understand that you know because I I constantly hear people talking about like you need to surround yourself with positive people and you'll have a positive experience and there's like there's some truth to that right but. If it's just positive people, everyone's going to have something they suck at and everyone has downfalls. You know what I mean? And just as important as it is to understand and respect people for their their best attributes, we need to understand and have grace for people for their worst attributes. Yeah. So if I have a friend who can't keep a secret, right? Yep. If I tell them a secret... And then they run their mouth and spill my secret out to someone. You know what I mean? Like you ever have those friends who just, they cannot keep their mouth shut? Can't shut the hell up. Yeah. Like you try to tell them a secret and the next thing you know, you go into school or you go into the office and everyone knows. And then you're looking at them like, dude, what the hell is your problem? Why would you tell? I thought you said you would keep a secret. But me knowing that they can't help but run their mouth. Yeah. Why would I tell them a secret? Well, like I, I years ago I worked for this is really really long time ago. I worked for a pawn shop. The guy who owned the pawn shop was uh, had sat. You know, this this gentleman came in and he was he had worked in political office in the town that I lived in and was kicked out because he was a total like he embezzled money and like it was real bad. And I knew the guy because he had, was in public office. And so he came in and the owner of the pawn shop was like talking to him and like, hey, bud, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. And when he left, I was like, dude, you know that guy? He's like, yeah, man, he's a good friend of mine. And I'm like, how can you be friends with such a piece of crap? You know, like the dude like embezzled money and stole money from tons of people and everything. And he goes, yeah, I can be friends with anybody. I just know where he stands. I know I can't trust him with money and I can't trust him with secrets. Exactly. And that's and that was like that opened my mind to all these yeah. new possibilities because I'm like, wait, so you can I get it now. You can be friends with people and use those relationships to to in whatever way you possibly need to use those relationships, but you yep. just know where that person stands. So if you want to live your life being completely frustrated yeah. and isolated, then what you do is you burn bridges with every single person yep. who pisses you off or does you wrong, right? And now you're alone and you're trying to build a team. You're trying to work with people. You have uh, goals or whatever or 
you just don't want to be alone uh, on a Saturday night, right? Whether so, I'm talking from a personal standpoint or from a business standpoint. I prefer to be alone personally, but that's yeah. just me. Yes, yeah, so I I hear that all the time. Like I'd rather just sit with my dog than be <laughs> with would, people. I would rather just live in a cabin in the woods with nobody around me. Yeah. That's just so, me. The, but this is where I'm going with this. That, that's not everybody else. <laughs> so, for all the other people who don't want to just spend all their time only with their dog or their cat, <clears throat> you know, then we have to take. We have to take a step back and go, okay, cool. Let me look at this and let me understand who my friends are and who the people I work with are for their their best attributes and their worst attributes. And if I want to reduce the stress in my life and reduce the headache in, in my life and my dealings with them, then I become very strategic about what role they play, right, in what I'm trying to do or how I involve them in my dealings, or how I involve them in my life, or in my team. So if I have someone who's really good at numbers, right, then maybe I put them in charge of like accounting stuff or, or something like that. Yeah. If I have someone who's really good at um, going out and talking to people, or cold calling, or, or is very outgoing, then I put them in charge of that. But at the same time, if I have that person who can't keep a secret, and we have a new uh, like a big you know sale coming up or a new business venture that we're trying to launch and this person's part of the team and they're really good at one aspect of it but they're not good at keeping their mouth shut then if I go and tell them and they spill the secret yeah then what's going to happen is I'm going to be frustrated with them I'm going to be mad with them I'm going to burn the bridge with them instead of going hey look I understand that they're really good in this field but in this one area they suck so I'm going to Keep that information from them till the time is right, till I want them to spill it out to everybody. Yeah, then you tell them the secret. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm protecting them yeah. from me having to burn a bridge with them. Yeah. So this is just one example, just using the, the person who runs their mouth as an example. But this could be in any aspect of us building our team. If we start to set the people up for success that we're working with in, in any regards then what happens is we have a much better experience with them, mm-hmm. right? Which carries more energy and creates a better environment that more people want to be involved with, right? And it actually accelerates our effectiveness and our productivity versus putting the putting the wrong responsibility and the wrong expectation on people when you know they're going to let you down. Like if you have to say to someone like, dude, don't let me down on this. You probably already picked the wrong freaking person. <laughs> They're for probably going to let you down on. Yeah, it. <laughs> like you, you, because you have that idea, and there's a reason why you have that idea in your mind is because it's probably not the right person for that job. It's like, like it's like when you and everybody has this one friend, and I think I'm that friend in most relationships. You you know the person shows up late to everything that you do. So instead of so if you have something you need to do at five o'clock in the afternoon, you tell them show up at noon. Oh yeah, <laughs> if I needed something to be done on time, I'd never call you. Yeah, I know. Hell no. <laughs> In fact, James James today is like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna be over at like, I'm gonna be over at like 9:30, 10 o'clock in the morning. And Lindsay and I looked at each other like, all right, so he's gonna be here at like noon. No, actually, and he was here at like 11:30 or noon or whatever. Actually, time it was. when I called Lindsay yesterday and talked to her, I said, yeah, so I'm gonna come over on Wednesday, and she was like, okay, what time? I said, well, I'll probably leave the house about nine in the morning, so I should get there sometime around Tuesday next week. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's accurate. That's, that's accurate. Pretty, that's so that accurate. way, if you get there within the week, then then you're early. Yeah, 
you know. But I set the expectations low. Yeah, you got to set them up. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. So, so, so what you're saying is like, the, okay, if you're going to build a team, step one obviously is you know you're going to make the decision on on building this team, and then but then the next thing is to recognize where your weaknesses are as part of that team. And then you're going to fill those gaps. Is that is that basically what yeah. you're... If I want to reduce the stress in my life yeah. and I don't want to have to... Like, I don't want to be mad at the people I'm working with. I don't want to be mad at my friends. I don't want to be have to be disappointed. So there's, there's a thing that we're all going to screw stuff up. Yeah. None of us are perfect. So it's very easy for us to look at a lot of times and go, hey, I know what this person's really good at. And when everyone's doing everything right, it's easy day. Everyone's yeah. excited. There's nothing's really hard, you know, everyone feels good, but we have to also understand just as much as I take into consideration what someone's good at, I go, well, where are they weak? Yeah. Where, where is the letdown going to come from? Right. And if I can identify that at the same time, I'm identifying what they're good at, then I can set the relationship up. And set the expectation up or, or what is it that I'm asking of them to do for the team or what is it that I'm asking them to do in our relationship. And if I know that and understand that and go, this is the spot where if they let me down, this is where it's going to come from. Yeah. So I try to avoid giving them the responsibility of that particular thing, if possible, and hand that to someone else who's good in that area. But if they do screw it up, I'm already aware that that is where that would come from, right? So at that point, that's where we come into having the grace for the people that we work with because we have to realize we're going to screw things up too. But if I want to have things go smoother, then if I put the right people in the right positions, not just based on what they're good at, but also based on where are they going to drop the ball, then it allows me to set the stage or set it up to increase the odds of success for the team. And when I say team, that could be your business team or that could be your team of friends and the relationships that you have at home. Yeah, so that's something that I I wanted to touch on. Like when when we're discussing team, we are not specifically stating a team, a fire team, like like a fighting team, like a shooting team or combatives team. This is broad spectrum. This is across the board. It doesn't matter if your business is accounting. It doesn't matter if your business is shooting it doesn't matter if your business is um you you know you you own an advertising agency it doesn't matter what your business is we're talking about the team that you're going to build within that business you need to look at yourself and go and and the the first step is recognizing what you are good and not good at i mean that's step number one i would think like because if you don't know what you're good and not good at then how do you start to branch out to build your team yeah, so then and that like, was one of those things we were talking about in the mentorship thing yeah. of like understanding what you're good at and what mm-hmm. you're not good at and trying to build yourself up in the area that you're not good at and not spending all your time there. Yeah. Because really what you should do is fill in that gap of the area that you suck at with yeah. people who are good at that. Yeah, it's way, way less time. I can either spend <clears throat> 20 years trying to learn all these different things or I can bring somebody else in that yeah. already has spent So one more layer that. deep into that. Mm-hmm. So I fill in the gap with people who are strong with at the areas that I'm weak. 
But now as I start to set an expectation, I start to go another layer out, okay. one more ring out. I fill in the people in those gaps that where I'm weak, but now I need to realize where they weak. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you, so now so, yeah. they're I put them in place with me because I I need help in that in that area of yeah. my life or that area of my business. But where are they going to drop the ball? So we go another layer past that, and now we can start to set people up to fill in the gap behind that person, mm -hmm. or the things that I'm asking of them to do in a bigger spectrum than just that one area that they're filling in for me, right? Now as I task them with things or, or as they start to work their routine or, or our relationship grows, if I understand where their weakness is, then I can direct the conversation. I can direct the responsibilities that I'm handing to them. Yeah. Or you get where I'm going with this. And even even on like um, on a more of like a personal basis, you know, it, it could be something as they have a problem, uh, a problem with alcohol, uh -huh. right? Yep. And they've been trying to. Uh, get over alcohol and they're a really good person at this one job and maybe it's that uh, networking and, and advertising and networking right but you know they're not good with alcohol so here comes an event where there's going to be alcohol served this is your top person for that but maybe you have another person who's like half as good as them at the marketing and networking and all this stuff yeah but they don't drink and they're solid and steady where this person, maybe they, the other person who's really good at it has a drinking problem, maybe on the rocks right now in the relationship at home in their marriage. Yeah. Right? So by me understanding where their weakness is on a personal level and a business level, yeah. then I would, in that case, say, hey, man, maybe you sit this one out. I'm going to send the number two guy who's half as good at this as you are, but in this particular environment, I'm setting the company up and I'm setting our friendship and relationship up for success, yeah. right? Because I can put that other person in there. They will work better in that environment, right? Versus what's going to happen if I send the dude who's in there trying to focus on networking, but now he's surrounded by people who are drinking, yeah. has one or two drinks, does something stupid. Then what happens is he winds up coming back super late at night. He was already on the rocks with his marriage. Now his wife is super pissed that he came home late and he had been yep. drinking. And then now there's like, well, what were you doing? Why were you out that late? Who yeah, are you with? More. And now there's all this drama and turmoil that yeah. builds up that from my standpoint, as the person in charge, as the leader of this, I could have avoided all of that by just saying, I'm going to put the right person in the right place based on who's the best for the job by what their skill level is but also by what their weakness is. Yeah, like in the in the army like one of the the big things is as your job as a leader whether it be an NCO or an officer or whatever is to know your people, is to know the people within your your chalk, your section, your platoon, your wh whatever you want to call it, your squad. Like you you need to know your people. Yeah. That's part of being a leader. What's going on with their home life? How are things going there? How are how are things at work? Like who works harder than who? Who works more efficiently than who? Like yeah. you need to know all these things so that when you are asking people, tasking people out for a job, maybe you have somebody that works harder than somebody else, but maybe that other person works more efficiently. 
yeah. than the one that works harder. So you know yeah. you got to be able to know how to. And someone and someone could very easily argue this and go, Rich, if you can't trust that dude to go a networking event and have a couple of drinks and not turn into a complete shit show, you know what I mean? Like if you can't trust him to do that, then they shouldn't be working for you. And from a business standpoint, yeah, you could argue that. But the same thing though is. Again, from a personal standpoint, from a, a life standpoint, if every time you hold such a high standard mm -hmm. to everyone yeah. that if they screw something up, now we get into the thing where it's like, okay, I'm casting you out of my life because you screwed up and I burn that bridge. And before you know it, you're burning the bridges with everyone, right? And then there you are alone again, right? Because no one can handle the standards yeah. that you have set Right, and then the reality is, at some point in time, you're gonna screw up too, oh, and yeah. all those people are gonna be like, "Hey, remember when you cut me out of your life because I've screwed up one time, or you yeah. know, maybe two times, or whatever." You know, maybe it's a recurring thing, but that's what I'm saying. If I understand what that weakness is, then then I'll take on the responsibility and go. I'm I'm in control of this, and I'm gonna put the right people in place for the very specific. Being thing, so that way I set it up so that I don't have to be mad at you. I don't set you up to fail, yeah. right? And I make sure that the business works smoothly, that the relationship works smoothly. And if you do screw it up, like okay, you know, dude, being a good leader is not a good leader or a good mentor. It's not about surrounding yourself with perfect people. It's about you won't be able to. You won't be able to do that. So it's about being a leader. Look up the definition if you don't know what that is. It's about being a leader and it's about being a mentor. And the the way you become – the way – what tells people that you're good at that is you're able to work with people that aren't perfect, that have issues and still get the job done because you know how to work with that person. It's, you have to learn how to work with broad spectrums of people and how to use those people to the, to the advantage of the business or the company. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like if you can't, if you can't, if all you do is cast people out, you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself, and you're not helping that person. You're, you're, as a leader, you and and a, and a leader and a mentor, as one of those people, you should be able, you should be taking people that have those issues, and you should be teaching them how to deal with those issues. That's part of being a leader lead the person you know yeah. like <laughs> and maybe at some point that dude that we we're talking about with the drinking issue maybe at some point he's like hey dude you know i've been sober for six months now i've got this thing handled and now comes another event that was similar to that mm -hmm. one where it's a networking event people are going to be drinking all this stuff and be like hey man i'm going to send the both of you out there the dude who doesn't drink and now the new the guy who had the drinking problem and this dude's going to roll with you. You guys can go do this together, right? I believe in you. Like, be strong. And now you got someone who's there with you to, to hold you accountable, yeah. right? Who's got your best interest, has got the company's best interest, yeah. right? And now, now that you've had some time to prove yourself in your normal life, right, outside of work, now I go, okay, cool. Now I have an expectation for you to go win. I know you can do it. But if I put you in, an, in a situation just to test you, right? Just to, to have like, hey, you need to do this and you can't do it normally on a daily basis, but then because you work for me, I expect you to do it and you and you screw up or you fail or you, you fall short. Like 
why would I be surprised? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact that I would be surprised with that is unrealistic. And the thing but, is you'll never have somebody work harder or or believe in you more than that person that you help. So that person that has a drinking problem that couldn't go on that because of their drinking problem and you you instead of instead of getting rid of that person, you held on to that person and you kind of led them in, in a direction that kept them off that path and you helped them that helped them in their life overall. So now six months, a year, two years down the road, they've been clear, they've been clean. They're gonna come to you and they're gonna be like, dude, thanks to you, they're gonna know it. Thanks to yeah. you, I was able to stay clean because you you had all these opportunities to use me because I'm good at that, but you didn't because you knew Based that on there that could, one specific on that one thing, you knew there could be a problem and you you saved me from that. And that until me, they're ready. Yeah, and now until you and, ready. and now I'm ready and you're like, "Okay, let's do this." And you're building confidence in that person and you're building that person up. That person will work harder for you every single day of their life than anybody else on your team. Yeah. And now not only that, but now they their self-worth and their own self-identity has now risen. Exactly. You know what I mean? And at some point they're going to be challenged. Don't get me of course, wrong. Yeah. Like of course they're going to be challenged. But I'm just saying, if the if if we set the people up for their strengths as much as we set them up for what their weaknesses are, just as we do for ourselves when we're building a team of people around us, we can guide and direct and have an understanding of an expectation for the people that are working for us or with us, right? And set them up for success as much as we've tried to set ourselves up for success. And understand that everyone at some point is going to fall short. And I can help mitigate that and, and reduce the odds of that happening. And when the people are in a position where they're ready for a challenge, right, they're ready to challenge that spot that they're weak in. Then we do it and, and, um, and we're there to, to help drive them through it. You know what I mean? And um, it's one of those things where it's just uh, I meet people all the time that have like no friends or no one in their life and it's like yeah dude that person lied to me one time yeah f them yeah i don't talk to them anymore and i'm like okay and then uh, well this other person yeah they were late to something and i don't talk to them anymore and it's like so every person who's done you wrong in the littlest thing you just cut them out of your life and just cut them off like you're gonna have a very that's a very hard and lonely road <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you try to ever do anything where you're working with a team, like you have to understand, like you're gonna screw shit up too. And do you everybody, want them to cut you out? Jack something up at some point in yeah. time, regardless of how good you are, you're going to ha you're gonna fall on flat on your face somehow. And do you want to be the person that gave everybody else shit because they fell on their face, and now all those people are gonna give it back to you, or do you want to be the person that's like, look, dude, I know you, I know you fell. Like we got this. Like let's let's pick that person up and let's let's drive on. Yeah, you there's know, a, like, there's a saying. Uh, I I I forget who said it, but it was like something along the lines of we judge others on their actions and we judge ourselves on our intentions. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like at some point in time you're gonna screw it up. Do you want people in your life to just cut you off to yeah. burn the bridge with you because you screwed something up? Your intentions were good, your actions didn't follow through. And it's just one of those things that we can reduce that stress in our life. We can increase productivity um, in, you know, forming that team, forming, you know, leading by example, but also keeping that in mind 
um, you know, so that way we don't have to burn the bridges with all the people that let us down. You know, we have to understand that people will let us down, give them grace, but also we can set the stage to try to reduce the odds of them having to let us down when it really matters, you know, by, by putting the right people in place for very specific jobs or tasks or, you know, so, events so, in our life kind of thing. So to kind of wrap this up, like, it, I, I, I know you don't necessarily list things, but if you were to say, if you were going to build a team, doesn't matter what it's for, right? What the job's for. But if you were to build a team, what would say, let, let's say the, the top five things like in order, would you say that you're looking for as far as trying to build your team? Like what's what's the number one thing you would what's the first thing you would do when it comes to build a team? <laughs> no, there's certain things that are that are key. One of the biggest things is you need people who are loyal to you and even more so loyal to you, loyal to the vision of the company. Yeah. Right? Because people may lose their flair in you, like you, you may become old news or whatever, but if if they catch the vision of the company or the vision of the team, yeah. Right, then it becomes bigger than than the leader because the leader is going to let them down at some point. Like if I'm the boss or I'm the leader and I screw something up, I'm going to let people down. But don't get focused on me. It's the mission. What's the mission? Yeah. Right. So we're mission oriented. Yep. Okay. So we're looking at the big picture. So big picture people, we need them. So number one, you're looking at you. You want broad spectrum view viewership. Like you want somebody that can actually see the big picture. Yeah, I, I see the big picture, but more so they're committed. To the mission, committed to the okay. right. So they have to they have to be committed to the vision. The next thing is they they need to to be uh, driven and and be fighters. You know what I mean. Yep. They need to have the the work ethic and the spirit that we're gonna have that go getter attitude and we're gonna make it happen. There's gonna be a lot of shortcomings. We're gonna hit a lot of walls. There's gonna be a lot of times we don't meet our goals. Right but we're going to keep fighting to get the next one. You know okay. what I mean? So we need people who will fight for the mission, right? For the for the vision, right? Then we need people who are selfless. Okay? We want people that are uh that will put the mission first, put the company first, the team first, and they'll do what it takes to again make everything win and it's not about them as much as it is about the the big picture and as a leader we need to be selfless in this also we, it can't be all about us yeah it has to be about what are we doing and and we have to a lot of times bite the bullet for stuff uh for our guys yeah Why but this could be this could like be a sports team this yeah, could, could be, be a anything. sales team yeah. it could be whatever but again like if we want to cut out all the petty bs that happens in the workspace or happens in the team if we want to cut out all that little micro drama, we have to keep the vision on that. We have to keep our eyes on what is the mission? What yep. is the vision? Right. And when we're selfless with that, it helps us, you know, put the big picture first over ourselves. Right. And then that, that rolls into, um, you know, being accountable and, and loyal Right to the and and I would put that into, you know, we could say a, accountability, and you know, standing, you know, taking response or taking responsibility for your good and bad actions. You know what I mean? So that way we can get a true, honest assessment of the direction that we're heading. Was that a screw up? 
or did it really just not work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't BS us. If you screwed something up, let us know. Because otherwise, if we change gears or change direction from a team standpoint or company standpoint, based on a result that we saw, if you drop the ball on it, let everyone know, hey, dude, that's not a true indication of what's going on. Yeah. I screwed that up. So don't make major adjustments right now. You know, that was my bad. And then we go, okay, well, let's try it again and see if we get a different result. And... um and the last thing, let me think. So what do we got right now? So we're looking at commitment, You and you want somebody that's driven. They've got to be selfless, mission first, and uh, they got to be accountable and responsible for their actions. Yeah, and I would say the last, the last thing on that, because that's a lot of like big picture stuff. That's yeah. a lot of personal stuff, and I'd say the last thing is having the technical skill side. Yeah, they need technical to have the skill, skill set. Technical skill set is huge. We need the right people to fill the right jobs whether that's tech stuff, whether that's a skill set manual, whether that's, you know, writing or accounting or whatever it is. But the skill set is important, but there's a lot of people who have skills. Yeah. Right? What we need is the people who are committed with the other stuff personally, that those personal attributes are more important to me because there might be 50 people who can type a hundred words a minute, right? But there might only be five of those who are committed to what our mission is and, and line up with what we're trying to achieve. Yep. So I don't want to have someone who's really good at from a technical standpoint, but isn't sold out to our mission. Yeah. I'd rather have a person who types 80 words per minute, which is, I don't know if that's fast or not. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just making this shit up. Yeah, but like, I get it. But who is more committed to our vision and, and have, but those technical skills are, are obviously very important, but I I would look for the other things first and then, you know, narrow down the, the technical skill afterwards. Or maybe you get a list of the people who have those technical skills or those people that have something that bring to the table. But then I would weed them out or filter them out based on those other attributes. Okay. Well, so to wrap this up, uh, I think we've uh, touched a lot on the whole team building aspect of, of – um of building a team, yeah, so to speak. But that's uh, just just from the from the understanding of we're constantly talking about building a team from the from the regards of what people are good at. Yep. I just wanted to throw the other side of the coin of this is just as important of of looking and understanding your team from what people are good at, what people are not good at, and the weak areas of people's lives is a very important thing to take under consideration, especially on how you want to deal with that, how you manage that, and um, and how you move forward without burning bridges everywhere you go. All right, guys. So just to give you an update, so some of the things that we have going on with Full Spectrum Warrior, uh, the combat mobility system, doing it with pistols, uh, live fire is going to be Saturday, March 24th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. So... If that's something that interests you guys, go on the fullspectrumwarrior.us website and go into the store. Make sure you check that out. Sign up. Let's get some people out here for this class. It's going to be out here in Deep Woods and Deland. Um, and if you can't make it out here, then Monday, March 26th, 7 p.m. to, to uh, what, 9 p.m.? Yeah, 7 to 9 p.m. 7 yeah. to 9 p.m. at Tactical Prep, which is in Maitland. They're going to be These doing are in Florida. It's, it's Maitland, Florida. It's a non-live fire, but it's going to be the same stuff, the same course, just without the live fire. So if you want to do live fire, come on out to Deep Woods 
in Deland, Florida. Um, we, we still have some spaces left. And if you can't make it for whatever reason, but you can make it to Maitland, then of course you don't get the live fire, but you still get the same course of instruction. Yep. And if you guys haven't gone to the fullspectrumwarrior.us website, please go there, jump on our mailing list. If you subscribe um, to our monthly training on uh, the Full Spectrum Warrior package, you can become a member. And what we do is we're going to be, well, not we're going to be, we are putting out weekly videos, a couple of videos each week from everything from leadership to active shooter response training, situational awareness, firearms training, combatives. The library is continuing to grow with a lot of great information that you guys can train at home. So if you can't make it to one of our live seminars because you're not in Florida, then the next best thing is you can train with us via our online training videos and online courses. So check that out, the Full Spectrum Warrior membership package uh, right there on the website. Look us up on Instagram. Look us up on Facebook. Please comment on these on this podcast. Tell us what you guys think. If you guys have any ideas, things you want to hear about, um, just let us know, and we'll gear it towards that. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Talk to you soon.